MSW Media. This is Colin Donnell, and someday I hope to play Mark Mayer. <laughs> I'm not drunk, I swear. I'm glad you're recording all this. All right, this is Colin Donnell, and someday I hope to play Dan Dunn in the film adaptation of this podcast. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. I am Dan Dunn, and I got to tell you, very this is a mo- this is a momentous occasion. This one because longtime listeners to this podcast might have noticed something missing of late. <laughs> there's a lot of things missing from this show related to entertainment value. But I mean, this is something that was good. It was a good thing that we had going and it kind of went away, went very far away, like to the other side of the world, far away. I'm talking about, of course, our, our East coast co-host Colin Donnell. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's been gone. Uh, he got a, apparently another, a better offer than what we were paying him here. And, um, I, I can't imagine how they came up with that kind of money, but so he went, he went away. He went over to Australia, which I don't know. Geography buffs out there. know is not here in the United States. It's, it's on the other side of the world, all the way over there. So he's over there now. He's been there for a couple of months. I believe he's going to remain there for a few more months, making a TV show that he's going to tell us about. But I'm so excited because all the way, from Australia, where it is tomorrow morning. How's that for a mindfuck? It's this afternoon here in Los Angeles, but where he is, it's tomorrow morning. I don't even know how that works, but maybe he can explain it. Colin Donald, what's going on, dude? How's it going? From East Coast co-host to Australian international correspondent. That's right. You are, and how it, what's, so what's, let me, hold on. First, let me, I got to immediately cheers you. I'm going to pour myself. This is a Panthera Chardonnay from the Russian River Valley. I talked about this on the last show. And since I have a bunch of it, I'm going to drink some more of it right now. And uh, what do you, are you having a, a live? Well, my goodness. There we go. <laughs> what time is it there? Tell us what time it is. It's, it's 9 a.m. in the morning oh, currently. This is why you are a correspondent on this show. Nothing. <laughs> well. Including... Judgment from other people, time of day, nothing will stop you from uh, Look, man, doing your duties. Here. It's, sa- it's Saturday morning. Yeah. I'm off work today. I figured what better time to have a little breakfast cocktail with my buddy Dan. Cheers, man. What do you got? What are Cheers you drinking? to you. What are you drinking? Uh, well, I was going to go for a Greyhound. Okay. But I couldn't find regular grapefruit juice. Is that something that's difficult to come by in Australia? No, not at all. I mean, 
but I just didn't have time to go and get it. So when I stopped by the liquor store last night to pick up something, uh, I realized they had grapefruit soda. And one of my favorite cocktails is the Paloma. So I said, all right, that can be a breakfast cocktail. (laughs) You like how I'm acting like Australia is another planet. Have they heard of the grapefruit over there? Is it a, is it something? So, all right. So you left what back in, in September, right? Right around then? August. August. My God. And can, you can talk now about what you're doing back then. You couldn't talk about it. Now you can talk about it. Yeah. The last time I couldn't, I couldn't say anything except for like super oblique references to what I was maybe doing, maybe in another country. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, shooting a new television show that is going to be on Peacock in the U S called irreverent. Uh, and that's what I've been shooting down here in Australia for the last five months, uh, almost five months now. And how much longer do you have over there? Uh, another little while, probably uh, about a month and a half or so. Okay. And then, and what, how many episodes yeah. of this show are you doing? So it'll be a 10 episode season. Um, and we've been shooting, we were shooting up uh, in far north Queensland. We've been in Queensland the entire time. Right now I'm in the Gold Coast. But uh, for the first about uh, 10 weeks or so, we were up way north uh, in a town called Mission Beach. Uh, that was doubling for our, uh, the, the city that my character ends up in. After now, if I understand from-, from conversations that we've had, and I don't want to give too much away, but you play a a guy who gets wrapped up in the mob somehow, right? Or you're, you're in the mob. Let me fuck this up more. You, <laughs> you're a doctor at a hospital in Chicago. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, no, wait, that was your old show. You're a superhero. Wrong show, yeah. Arrow. You're- uh, but, but still Chicago. So I play a, uh, a criminal from Chicago who ends up having to go on the run and ends up impersonating a priest a a reverend in a small town in far North Queensland. Is it a comedy, a drama, a dramedy dramedy. So there's going to be the requisite scenes where people come to you for advice as a reverend and you're not, maybe not particularly equipped, but then you discover something in yourself that you didn't know you had. You know, it's a little bit of everything. I mean, there's like, maybe I should be a writer. Yeah. Get get me on season two. There you go. Boom. Boom. Done. There it is. Um, well, this is exciting. Are you, uh, is Australia, uh, what's the crazy, a lot, of, a lot of wildlife going on there. Have you had any crazy encounters with wildlife over there? Any spiders or snakes or, cause you always hear about how dangerous Australia is. Let me tell you, I absolutely hate spiders. I'm definitely, I shouldn't say I hate them. I'm just really, really afraid of them. Uh, and they're everywhere. And we're talking like huntsmen, which are like this big. Like as big as your head. Yeah, they're massive. And apparently they're harmless, but they're terrifying and terrifying looking. Uh, And then you've got the golden orb spiders, which are also huge and really deadly, but don't mess with you apparently. Everybody's very nonchalant about everything that can potentially kill you here. Like, ah, yeah, there's a crocodile over there, but it'll be fine as long as you don't get near it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can stay away from it then. Just stay away from it. Kangaroos won't hurt you. Uh, kangaroos are. I mean, it, it, well, I've I've only been near kangaroos. I sent you that picture of me 
petting the kangaroo. In like, in like a sanctuary beautiful, or something, yeah. Yeah, there's and there's amazing sanctuaries around here where you can get up close and feed the kangaroos, and it's really, really cute. Um, took our daughter to one, and you know she got up close and personal with a little kangaroo, and it was the it was a mama kangaroo that had a little joey in her pouch. Um, there's also in in far north Queensland there's a there's a bird up there called the cassowary that's endangered. That was the black humongous bird that I sent you that has the blue head. They're beautiful, but they're basically velociraptors and they have these claws that if you, if you piss one off or if you get like, if you do something stupid and get in its way or like get near its babies, there's stories of people actually getting like gutted by these claws because they're like the claws themselves. If you look them up, they're like as big as your hand. What is it called? It's insane. What's the a cassowary? So maybe this thing's endangered. Just throwing this out here. Maybe if it was a little nicer, people would <laughs> people wouldn't want to kill it. I'm just saying. You know, uh, the bird. Uh, maybe the bird's a little complicit in its own uh, imminent demise. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Has nothing to do with humans at all. Can I ask you something, man? Are you taking this role yes. as a reverend a little too seriously? Because right now you you're you're framed in a an otherworldly light in the background it kind of looks like it's coming from some sconce in a in a uh, in a cathedral behind you you've got a godlike aura around you on your zoom here is is this going to your head the the religious thing all i'm missing is the collar right now <laughs> i'm serious we need the oh <laughs> I demand on? angel choirs singing in the background while I'm like bathed in a warm aura of blurred light. I just want to make sure you're not getting crazy over there. Starting to think you're, you know, like a method actor. You're too into it. Now you actually think you're a priest. Am I not? <laughs> do you do that? Is that like, do you, you're, you don't do that, right? Like you get, when you're done, you're done. You're not in character anymore, right? You're not like. No. No. It does not. It does not come home with me. But it's it's no, got to be exciting. Not, I, do you, so when you're doing a show like this, you got to have an idea. And I know you can't say anything negative, but you got to have an idea when it's going right. Like this is going to be good. Do you feel that way about this show? As if you're not going to say. I re- it. No, I I really do though. I think it's, <laughs> it fucking sucks. Nah. NBC NBC's like uh, what? Excuse me. Yeah. No, but you Wait feel good, you feel good about this one. I feel great. Like it's it in all seriousness, it's such a great group of people that uh I'm working with and the writing is really cool. It's very unique. Uh and it's the show's a little bit of everything. Um but at the coolest part about it is that it's exciting and it's really funny and there's a bit of action that goes along with it, but it's got a ton of heart. And um it's just a really I, I think it's gonna be something that people want right now. Um you know, it's, it's, it just, it's about community and about people taking care of each other and, and, you know, all the shit that goes Aww. in with that and figuring it out. And it's the feel it's good. A, are you saying it's the feel good show of the year? Is that what you're saying right now? It might be. I mean, it's good. When is it, it, it uh, When's it happening? Uh, I don't know. Sometime this year. <laughs> Sometime this year. But will, will yeah, it, that's about all be, I know. You'll be home already before it, it airs. Correct. We'll have shot the entire series or the entire first season before it airs. Now, any any plans to go back to Broadway? I know pre-COVID there was some Broadway stuff rumbling. Any plans to pick that back up, or are you are you locked in with this show 
what do they call it? They got you on hold for a second season. How does that work? Uh, well, I'm, you know, this, um, if we're so lucky to get a second season, we'll see how everything goes when it finally gets to air. Um, I'll be doing the, the season, you know, the second season here. Um, we'll see about the other stuff. You know, it's, we're not even sure if we're going to have a second season. And if we do, if we are lucky enough to get it, then I, I don't think they've figured out when we'll start shooting. So it's, it's a little, it's more than a little premature to start thinking about that stuff. But um, I'm just looking forward to after this is all done, taking a little break and getting home to the family and, and enjoying, you know, a little downtime. I apologize about that question. I feel like it, you, you're bothered by it. I'm, I'm no. out of practice with the celebrities, but <laughs> the good news is while, while you've been gone, Colin, we've had mm-hmm. somebody has been ably filling in for you. Uh, I mean, we can't fill, nobody could fill your shoes, but yeah. he's, he's our roving correspondent he's all over the place but a lot of times he's in new york i would never call him our east coast co-host but a lot of times he is on the east coast and he has been nailing it lately and he interviews a lot of celebrities he's better at it than i am i think he he's interviewed everybody he just interviewed the rock he gets interviews i can't get i don't know how he does it but uh i want to bring him on because not only you see if it might be like a death match between the correspondents here. No, I just, you know, actually, I do kind of want to judge the two of you. So this is a good opportunity okay. to see who I like yeah. better, you know, for the future when, when we start rolling out the real big bucks on this show. But um, I want to bring him on because he and I had a story to tell. And I want to get you to sort of just listen and say what a great story it is. What are we drinking? Oh, hell yeah. Batiste rum. You know what I'm talking about? I friggin' love this brand. Batiste Rum is the first sustainable American craft rum. What's that mean? Well, it means that Batiste's proprietary production process from ground to bottle has been rigorously reviewed and validated as being carbon negative. It's the only known beverage alcohol in the world to have a climate-positive natural production process without the purchase of carbon offsets. Okay, you're probably still like, yeah, but what's that mean? (laughs) It means you can feel good about drinking it, my friends. Batiste rum is made from 100% pure fresh cane juice, not molasses or sugar crystals. Most importantly, it's an incredibly damn delicious rum to be enjoyed neat or in cocktails. And Batiste rum has not one but two kick-ass offers for my listeners. That's you. Go to BatisteRum.com. That's B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com. Fill up your cart and enter code WWD15 at checkout to get 15% off all orders. But if you want their delicious reserve rum, you can enter code RESERVE get 20% off. Batiste Rum is the absolute shiz. Proof that great taste with true sustainability is not a goal for tomorrow, but a reality today. Let's bring him in. Hold on. Let me see what I can do. I'm going to ask to unmute him. Why do I have to ask to unmute him? Uh, and how do I ask to, ask to start video? Okay. Got all that. Maybe he's coming in. Uh, wait. This is riveting podcasting. The technical to... details. Okay. Hey, Brad Jaffe. Oh. Hey, how are we doing? How's it going down there? What's up, man? You remember, you remember Colin Donnell, of course. Good day, mate. <laughs> hey, and and it's I'm going to further blow your mind here, Dan, because it's actually nighttime 
here where I am. So how does how does this yeah. work? I feel like we're in some weird time space continuum. Like what's I going mean, we're on? literally we're covering all like sections of the day here. We got morning, afternoon, and night. And we all have drinks in our hands. People of the world, yeah. are you ready, people of the world? We're gonna go around, little round robin here. Let's call out the time where it is, and you take a sip of your drink. What time is it, Colin Donald? Nine nineteen AM. Brad Jaffe? Six nineteen PM post Meridian. And three nineteen PM here in Los Angeles, California. So there we go, boys. Cheers. We're drinking uh, cheers. at all times. This is the this is the message I want to get across. Responsibly, <laughs> of course, responsibly drinking, but at all times. Uh, on on what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Here we go. Ooh. I suppose I should mention that it's also Saturday morning. Is this your one day off of the week? Uh, well, I think I get 48 hours off this, this week. So, um, yeah. Okay. Colin, don't, don't spoil today's wordle. All right. Uh, you know what? I have to, I have to really worry about that. (laughs) I get after it before everybody else does. And then I just amaze them with how quickly I've gotten it. And I'm like, beat that suckers. (laughs) That USA. Brad, what are you drinking by the way? Uh, for good times, Dan. Make it tequila times, obviously, because we know that, uh, you know, it's really important when you're dealing with tequila and you're talking about tequila. You don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. Uh, Fletcher Azul. <laughs> uh, great it's story. almost like you're teeing up a story for us here, Brad. But, uh, <laughs> it's almost like that. But, that's, but yeah. that one is uh, – can you talk about who's involved in that tequila? Uh, yes. So Dan, uh, always letting me plug my own work, I recently interviewed uh, Mr. Marky Mark Wahlberg. I think he shed that moniker. I think he's just grown up now to Mark Wahlberg uh, in his adult life. Uh, when you're worth $350 million, you're owed at least that much, I believe. Uh, but he has written out a big check in his own words, as he said, to the fine folks that make this down in uh, Jalisco. Uh, and uh, he is involved as a major investor, and you'll see it all over his social media now. And it's actually pretty damn good juice this year. Uh, Extra Añejo is uh, what I'm sipping on right now. That guy has his hands in everything. Is he producing right your show? He probably is, right? <laughs> no, but... but- is if I wanted to, I could go to his like workout gym that he's a major investor like in. F- the F50, F45, I think. F45, which is all over Australia. Yeah. But like, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's Mark Wahlberg's. He like, made a ton of money off of that. I think he's made a ton of money on everything, right? I mean, he's got. He's got a t shirt or a apparel line. Um, yeah, he's, he's he has it. he he's got like protein powders and shakes that he sells. I. I love his Instagram back in the day when, before he was like buying into F 45 and all this stuff, it was just him at ungodly hours of the morning being like, get after it guys. It's two 30 in the morning. I'm with my crew. We've been up for four hours. I went to bed at two o'clock yesterday afternoon and I'm ready to get after this day. (laughs) Yeah. That's what, so his people demanded that the, the time for the interview kept shifting back further and f- earlier and earlier into the day until it was like they literally asked seven thirty in the morning and I put I put like my foot down I'm like look eight in the morning is the earliest that I'm gonna get up to inter- even Mark Wahlberg like I'm putting my foot down now for eight a.m. but they were gonna do it even earlier than that um, so that he stays on brand for that and then he stays on brand as well with you know. We were talking about me being from New York and we only had like 20 minutes to chat and about 15 minutes of that time was spent like on New York, Boston sports rivalries. (laughs) (laughs) Where in New York are you? I know exactly where you are. Again, teeing up the story. But um, 
me. I know I, I, I knew I shouldn't have gotten that second Pfizer jab, you know? Damn. Damn. He knows my exact location. It was the booster that did you in. It was the booster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm booster. tracking you. I'm tracking you with my aye, magnetic aye. sensors. So I do want to tell I so Brad, I, I want to tell Colin the story. Let's not call anybody out by name. We don't want people going after it. And Colin already told me he doesn't want to be part of like an attack on somebody. Yeah. So we won't say who they are. We won't say any of their names, but we'll just tell the story of what happened and um, and how crazy it was. So as Colin, I'm sure you have, you know, there, you've got a lot of fans on the social medias, but I'm sure every once in a while you, you've encountered someone who's maybe gone too far, right? To in their attempts to get to know you or to tell you they don't like you or to tell you that they like you too much. Correct. Fair to say it's happened. Okay. So I don't get that. Cause I'm not a, I'm not a famous actor, but I get people that want to engage and they want to be my friend or they, or they want to give me shit. And I'm, I'm always good to give a little bit on social media. So yesterday there was a tweet Someone put out a tweet calling me out on something that I wrote. And I said, well, okay, great. Yeah, just a funny response. And I didn't think anything of it. Then a couple hours later, I get a text message on my phone from, an, from another country code. And the message basically talked about private information that I get that they were able to find on the internet about me. Like, you know, just again, <laughs> I'm being careful what I tell. Cause I don't want people now going to, Oh, let's go look for that. But it was, <laughs> it was information that is scary. Scarily enough is, is fairly readily available on the internet. But I, I played along and I said, you know, so essentially what they accused me of in this text was that I have created a shell company <laughs> Through which the Rob Report, the magazine that I used to write for, that brands would pay me through this shell company in order for me to write about them in the Rob Report. Now, make no mistake, I'm I'm a fan of money. And if people want to give me money, they can give me money. But I can say this unequivocally, that's never happened. Like, to pay me and I'm going to write about you in this magazine. But this guy accuses me of this thing, and my first thought is... Who gives a shit, right? But but I, I text back and I say, who is this? And they write back with a couple of emojis. And then they proceed to talk about how I'm pay for play and the, the man's going to come for me. I'm going to be revealed. They're going to, someone's going to, you know, bring, <laughs> put the spotlight on this. And I don't know, maybe the government's going to come for me and say, wait a minute. So Colin... Um, you know, you've already noticed here that Dan has committed the, the cardinal sin of engagement. Yes. Engage. Yes. You should not have that. done that. You're absolutely right. Should not have done it. But in my defense. Rule number one, in fact. In my defense, one. I was attempting maybe to get a clue. I thought it might be someone I know screwing with me, right? Like with a different country code phone well, number. Well, the country code was. <laughs> got to get better friends. The country code was Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And this will bring up what, what happened. So. He talked about Rob Report, but then he sent a couple of screenshots, which I guess were supposed to be illustrative of, of, of what I've done, my, my crime here. 
And they they were both about guests that I had on the show, famous guests that were involved in agave spirits, uh, mezcal and tequila. And it became clear that they didn't, there was something about like, well, that was weird because I thought it was someone else. And I don't want to say who I thought it was, but Brad and I thought it was the same person, but this person's involved in whiskey. So why are they putting up the tequila thing? And then he proceeds to say something else about my financial situation. And I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to notify. Oh, and then he, oh, I forgot about this. He texts and he mentioned another writer, me and this other writer. It's not Brad Jaffe, but another writer. He's going to fucking, he's going to uncover it. It's, it's all going to come. They're going to get us. We're going to be revealed as the pay. And he kept using the term pay for play. And I, Basically kind of tell him to fuck off, but in a nice way. I don't say fuck off. I went, I'll, I'll, thanks, man. I'll, I'll notify my accountant and uh, take care. Ten seconds later, my phone rings. And it says, caller ID blocked. I'm like, yeah, here we go. So I answer the phone. Hello? Oh, I, I, hear a t- I hear a TV in the background, but nobody's saying anything. I'm like, okay, this is great. That's mature. Hang up. Person proceeds to just keep calling and calling and calling. Repeatedly. Just keeps dialing me. And I can't block it because it's a no caller ID number, right? So, uh, and they're leaving voice messages. They won't say anything on the voice message, just leaving a voice message where I can sort of hear something in the background, like a TV. So I'm like, and I don't know where this idea, but I went, you know who might be able to help me here? (laughs) Brad. So I said, and the reason being is because he mentioned another writer. So I, I hit up Brad and I say, do you know this other writer? And he said, yeah, I do. I said, do you mind reaching out to him? And asking him if he's ever been harassed by someone in a similar fashion. Go ahead, Brad, pick it up from there. Well, I was just going to say, it's a really niche gig that I have. I, you know, you're all familiar with uh, a pet detective by the name of Ace Ventura. I am the uh, celebrity spirit stalker detective. <laughs> yes. So anytime that a celebrity, <laughs> or anytime that a booze writer that focuses on celebrity spirits Call Brad. is getting stalked, <laughs> you know, you have my number on speed dial. And I take care of it for you. You possess a you possess a specific set of skills. Yes, that's exactly. right. Yes. And by the way, I hope you can sense this, everybody out there listening, how much I just want to fucking say who it is because I do. I'm not afraid, but I won't do it. I won't say who it is. Colin doesn't. Want you to call that doxing if you were to say his name. I'm not going to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to identify. Not get into that so game. now no you reach out. Now no. what happens now? You reach out to this guy, the other writer. I've got my like, own network. I don't want to reveal too much about the secret <laughs> sauce of what I do. That's proprietary information. Dan. Um, I got to keep myself in business. I can't put myself out of business here. But, you know, I reached out to the network. I was like, okay, I kind of already have a sense of, you know, there, there aren't too many people that are out there with well, stalking us whose lives are so fucking miserable. Like, stalk Colin. At least I'm not saying don't stalk no, Colin. No, but yeah, but, no. But, but at least there's a reason. Like, he's on TV and you're like, oh, you could have developed an unnatural attraction to him because he's a, he's a star. He's in movies and TV. I'm nobody. Like, why why are you fixated I'm on me? I'm just a measly old Zach Galifianakis in person. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. By the way, if, if anybody's just listening to this podcast and my face is a picture of horror right now. <laughs> See, like listening to this story. I'm just like head in hands going oh what's next 
Anyway, continue, please. <laughs> so all that needs to happen is I have this sprinkling of information that Dan has provided me with. I now go off to my resources that the few people out there that have been, uh, you know, uh, a recipient of this type of uh, malicious behavior. And uh, I sent out a tech, you know, do some WhatsApp. We go across multiple different medium here. So I send a WhatsApp to the, to the one writer that had actually been called out by name to Dan. And I hop on the phone with somebody else so I know that it's been harassed in a similar fashion. And, you know, the person I'm talking to on the phone says, okay, well, there's some telltale signs here. One being that this person thinks that like uncovering a, uh, uh, an S corp or a, um, what do we call that again? The, um, yeah, that, this is a show. This part, I, this part I can give away. He looked online and found my old corporate information that I like, which anybody yeah, can find. Right. And it, you know, oh, excuse me. LLC is what I'm yeah, thinking of. So my L- that's what he did. And so he starts using like legalese when he's texting. Exactly. Yeah. So, so this guy thinks that L- uncovering an LLC is some sort of like nefarious scam that somebody puts together. It's like, ah, and it's like, you know, I just envision Charlie Day, you know, in the, with that meme, like with all the <laughs> stuff on the, on the bulletin board. Pepe Sylvia! It's Pepe Sylvia! Like that's what this guy is doing in basement somewhere. Well, that's you know, what he, he accused me of. So basically he's saying, I created this LLC to exactly. secretly funnel money. No, I created the LLC because I'm fucking work for a living, right? Like, you know, that's why I created the LLC. That's what independent, this is what independent contractors do. So he said, the person I'm talking to on the phone said, you know, that sounds very much like the MO of this person who had been contacting me. The person approached him with, with his address. He said, oh, you still living here at this address? Which, you know, when you have wife and kids, like not something that's too, uh, you know, pleasing to hear that or comforting Whoa. to hear that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So so he finally found out who that person was and, and he said that it could be this person and gave me that person's name. And then I get off the phone with him and immediately look at my WhatsApp that I just received from the other journalist. And he was like, yeah, it's probably this person. And it was the same person's name. Okay. I'm like, oh. now we're on to something that these two unrelated journalists both gave me the same recommendation. We've kind of triangulated things here. You know, I feel like I have this Columbo moment like, uh, uh-huh, Mish, just uh, one last question for you. And that one last question, <laughs> is that a good Peter Falk? I don't know, but... Uh, one thing, about that accident, do you happen to know who else was involved? Um, this, yeah. The, the, the one last piece, missing piece, was uh, once we figured out who this, this person was, the, the double recommendation, we went and looked at his Twitter, and he had tweeted something within minutes of saying something very, very similar in a message to Dan. So that was like kind of, he said, basically said he commented on this thread from earlier in the day that I had mentioned to you on somebody and basically said the same thing that he was saying to me in the texts, you know? And, uh, this is one part I could give you though, which I think you, you will. So I wrote to him and I said, this is earlier before we know who he is, Colin. And I said, he said, hilarious. And then he did hashtag. What a fucking joke you are which I am. We, you know that. I mean, you guys are correspondents. Yes. I'm like, of course I am. What what are you? So you're trying to insult me. It's not working, but, but I wrote back and I, so I said, it's true. If you go back and look at what I've written for Rob report the past two years, which is this zero, (laughs) right? I go, it's all pay for play. Every article, hopefully editors don't find out about it. And then he says he's going to expose me. And I'm like, expose me? No. Right? And I'm just having fun. And then this is earlier. So now, oh, and this is what I write to him. Again, before I know who he is, I said, since you're such an experienced sleuth, 
I'm sure you'll be able to easily identify the instances in which I gave brands love in Rob Report in exchange for cold, hard cash. Have at it. So now we find out who he is a little bit later. This is now he's harassing me. Now, this then the harassment started the phone calls, but we find out and I write him back. I was so excited. I can't tell you the exhilaration. I was so impressed with Brad. Like, Brad made this happen. Colin, this happened in five fucking minutes. We found out who this guy was, right? And then, and then I went online and knew everything about this guy. The internet's a scary place, folks. Just so we know this, I know, every, I know his wife. I know his kids. I know everything about him. Not that I want to know everything. Oh, Colin's burying his head in his hands. I'm not going to ever act on it. I'm just saying. I know you won't. Protect but- yourself out there, folks. So- I go, so I write him back and I said, turns out I'm a sleuth too. Think long and hard about whether you want to keep this up with the phone calls. Guy's name. And I put his name in there. Redacted. Redacted. I've got no problem turning this over to the cops. And guess what, Colin Donnell? Haven't heard from him again. Sometimes the good guys win. Are we the good guys? I think. Are we the good guys? We're yeah. drinking at 9.30 I mean, a.m. in the morning. Are you a good guy? I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'm enjoying a day off. Thank you. Uh, wow, that is a story. You're like, man. Colin's already going. He's already texting me right now. All right, you're going to have to cut all this shit out. <laughs> we didn't identify anybody. You cannot. There's Nobody's been identified. All I'm saying. Not even the identification part. It's just that I hate uh, kind of revealing how the sausage is made because I don't want these people to get like any more uh, intelligent about how they harass. <laughs> well, too late now. Shit. Because they're just, you know, they're, they're so easy. Like I would feel a lot more proud of the accomplishment of figuring out in five minutes if it wasn't this person making it so easy to, to figure out who they were. Well, I mean, I, just, guess, I guess I give people too much credit. It's like the same thing with like the people that stormed the Capitol. I just think people are clueless about the scope of the Internet. So they storm the Capitol and then they like film themselves and put it up there. Right? It's like. You don't think that's going to come back and bite you in the ass? So maybe it's just I'm. I try to be really guarded. Like I don't. I don't. I don't ever recall seeing anything super personal on your either of your social media channels either, right? Like I don't. You guys don't do that, right? You don't put shit up like I'm. You know. I mean, my social security is up on the whiteboard when I'm doing my TikTok dances. Well, yeah, that's how I made name and my social security number back there, and I'm just going like this. But other that's how I found out your password too. I mean, that that was. Well, yeah. how about that? Well, there's a, there's a good point. How about these people? I it, it it just it's so mystifying to me that people don't get this when they're on Facebook and they're going, "Hey, your porn name is your pet's name and the street you live on." And like there'll be a thousand a 15,000 comments. We're like you're like Buick Buick Maple, you know, Maple Fido. And I and I always respond to them and I'm always like, "Password. <laughs> password, <laughs> password, password." <laughs> My pet's name's password and my street's password. Isn't that what you're looking for? Or do you want my social security number? Which one is it? As anyone who pays even the slightest bit of attention to me knows, Fresh Victor is my favorite mixer brand in the world. You know what? Screw it. It's my favorite in all the universe. They make 100% fresh, juice-based, cold-pressed, preservative-free, refrigerator-worthy cocktail mixers. All their ingredients are real, they're all recognizable, easy to pronounce. Lime, mint, ginger, see what I mean? Easy. Fresh Victor mixers are kosher, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and light on calories. 
Although they don't taste like it. Their seven award-winning flavors mix deliciously with any spirit, wine, or sparkling water. Not only does Fresh Victor live and breathe sustainable practices, but they champion them. All their ingredients are fair trade, the packaging is recyclable, and the juicing plant is 100% solar. You get the drift. Right now, Fresh Victor is offering a pretty juicy deal to my listeners. Simply go to freshvictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20. Get 20% off your order. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. You don't seem as impressed with us as I am with us, Colin. No, I am am super... I, well, you know, here's here's what I'm trying to figure out is like what it, it, there's like obviously a secret underground booze writer harassment <laughs> ring happening. <laughs> so that's, much so that's the that there were that there were at least like there were you knew immediately, Brad, when Dan t- contacted you, who you should get in touch with. You're like, oh, well, this guy's been harassed. This guy's been, like, look, I'm just going to I got a few groups on WhatsApp that I can reach out to. And I know at least a few people who are going to get back to me. And you probably had more than one name. <laughs> like, well, it could be this guy. It could be this guy. It could be this woman or like. <laughs> that is so weird. Yes, it is, who are these people? Their pronouns, because there are, in fact, women yes. that do this, too. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. definitely no women that are doing this, because it's only fucking creepy-ass dudes that are like, you know, have way too much time on their hands. And I got to admit, in a weird way, it's flattering, because I'm like, wow, somebody cares. Somebody gives enough of a shit about it to stalk me. Ah, oh, look, you know, uh, Mark Wahlberg paid $350 million, or he's worth $350 million, but however much he paid out of his own, wrote a big, huge chunk and check to uh his tequila company like if you write about that dan you should at least get five dollars i would think think. walbert maybe i should (laughs) yeah well i got it you know i got that everybody everybody else listening out there hold your i I got an llc set up oh yeah but it's also like these guys you know whatever you're already used to this kind of scrutiny if you've chosen that line of work of being in front of the camera but it's like you know you're now opening your door up to even more crazies cuz like Wahlberg now just as an example there's so many people in this space they they're going to get just you know vehemently attacked for for having the audacity to like want to invest in a company it's like but you don't know about agave spirit you're not you know down there in the fields you know chopping down the uh the agave plant and it puts me in such an uncomfortable position where when one of the kardashian jenner things uh ended up buying uh or investing in her own brand i found myself like in defense of a jenner you know, I'm like, oh, you're being too mean on that Jenner because they really were like, why are you picking on her and singling her out? Every single celebrity has a, some sort of booze affiliation now. But it was when a Jenner got one that they're like, this has gone too far, you know? Well, and by the way, Brad, so you and I have been down there a bunch of times and visited <clears throat> distilleries. I think there's this insane uh, thought process where it's like, you know, The, the, the Rock – and Brian Cranston and and Pitbull and George Clooney are have like sweatshops down there, and they're like and and what they're doing is they're forcing out the benevolent locals who are going to take. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I'm I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna go on a live here and say jobs. and say that the 
the people that are working for these companies are probably doing all right. They probably get in pretty good working conditions. By no means am I saying that the Mexican people, that they're not, but I'm just saying like, it's not like these, they swooped in and went, you know what, man, everything's great down there. The employees got it made. We're going to fuck that up and bring it up. Now you're going to make me sound like a member of the Bush family. And I'm saying like, yeah, these are job creators. You know, that's what they are. You know, that's really what they're doing. So you force me to defend uh, the Jenner family, you're forcing me to sound like a Republican. And these are the things that these crazy boo stalkers push us into these corners. It's making I'm not me crazy. happy about it, but it's where we are. I, I, I had no idea there was a, a <laughs> there was a whole swath of booze stalkers out there. Booze writing, it's called the booze writing stalker complex. Well, mainly, oh. mainly what you get, here's what you mainly get is there's always the going to be WSC for short, really. There's yes. always going to be those people that want to just, if you write something or say something, Oh, you're an idiot. But really all they want is they just want you to engage with them. Right. They want you to go back. Which as we covered earlier is the number one Cardinal sin. Number one. So what should I have done? Just not ignore, answer. Ignore, ignore the text. Ignore. Block. All these social media platforms. I don't know if you know, Dan, they all have a block feature. No, I'm talking about the text. <laughs> I'm talking about the text. When a you got, block. Block. Okay. All right. And so then what would, well, this, the what would this show be about if I would have blocked? We'd have no show well, today. We'd have to talk to Colin Donald the whole time about his show where he thinks he's a fucking priest. Look at that background no, on no, him. Look at him. Learned, he's losing his mind. He thinks he's a real much priest. We would have learned, Dan, do you know how much we would have learned by this point of the show about the cassowary if we just could have let <laughs> Colin go off on his birding knowledge? Yeah, let's go back to the birds, shall we? Could have told us about, he hasn't even touched on the Coriolis effect and how the water is swirling around in a different direction down there. These are the things oh, I want to know about, not about the guy in his mom's basement harassing you. Look, flushing a toilet down here is an event every time. Where's it going to go? How's it going to get there? Not a bit, nobody knows. Oh, my God, it's going the other way. <laughs> do you get true. excited when you get, do you get excited when you're, when it's time to shit? You're like, yes. <laughs> I get to see it again. <laughs> should we call it's you? Washington. Should we now refer to you as Your Holiness from here on out? Yes, Your Holiness, yeah. Father, uh, Reverend. Um, what is your name in the show? Mac. Mac. Mm. Mac. Yeah, but that's that's, uh, that's, that's I'm not really so I'm not really Chicago. Maybe it, hey, listen, it's Mac. it's Mac, but. It's not. Well, I don't want to give anything away. I don't give it away. But it's a it's mob. It's mafia. Uh, yeah, he's involved with the mob. The... All right, well, I'm going to tease a little. I'm going to tease next episode where I will not be talking about any any uh, internet trolls. You know, who's on the next episode. This is very exciting. Tell this me. is the 50th anniversary this month of the release of The Godfather. Came out 50 years ago this month. Whoa. And guess who I got on the show? Uh, the next episode, Marvin Brando. Marlon Brando, the the reanimated corpse of Marlon Brando. No, Al Pacino. No, not Al Pacino. I wish. Last 10 years of Marlon Brando's career with a reanimated corpse of Marlon Brando. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, Johnny Russo, Johnny Russo, who played Carlo, Talia Shire's husband, as we know from The Godfather, he was whacking her around, and then James Caan's Sonny goes and beats the hell out of Carlo. We all remember that. And then what did Carlo do in return? Come on. What happened? He set him up. The toll booth. He set him up. Right. I don't remember these characters' names. What? 
You remember but, Carlo? That what's her name? What's what was her name? What's Talia Shire's name? And it got don't look it up. Adrian. No, that's Rocky. That's so. That's so. But isn't it the same actress? Same actress, but what's her name in okay, The Godfather? Well, there we go. Come on. It's not Adrian. How do we not know this, guys? <laughs> Mike Michael Corleone says her name all the time. Beatrice. She looks like a Beatrice. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't remember it either. This is terrible. <laughs> Wait, Colin, I have a, a much more important question for you down there, you know, being that, you know, I'm the booze guy. I want to know if you're drinking any of those good Australian whiskeys that are down there. Uh, you know what? I haven't gotten into the Australian whiskeys, but I've been sampling Australian gins. Okay, yeah. Also a very big thing. They have one that's made with uh, Shiraz, uh, like it's called a bloody Shiraz gin. I literally have it over there. It's uh, from Four Pillars. They're doing some really bonkers cool stuff. They've got um, uh, they've got a spiced Negroni gin that's made specifically to put into Negronis, and I had a couple last night. Okay, so uh, there's something that I'd really love for you to try. Okay, because we can't get it up here. Um, there is a whiskey made in Tasmania from a company or a distillery called Belgrove, and it is a rye that is made with sheep dung smoked rye. So in order to heat and malt the rye, they're using actual sheep dung from the farm, and that just sounds like so freaking up Dan Dunn's alley. Okay, I'm gonna go. There's a there's a there's a place right around the corner from uh, my house here. And I'm going to go What I'm going to have, uh, what's it called again? Belgrove, B-E-L-G-R-O-V-E. Can't get okay. it here in the States. So come back with a whole case of that to give your friend <laughs> cheap shit smoked rye whiskey. That's amazing. Wait, 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 is this a show about drinking? What's going on? Let's get back to the important stuff. Inter- no. Um, well, this does bring up an interesting issue about, about Colin coming back because Again, as regular listeners know, we've done a couple of live shows at the Stand Comedy Club in New York City. And the Stand has been in the news lately because the owner of the Stand, Paul Italia, my good buddy Paul, just bought a decommissioned ferry, Staten Island Ferry. Oh, he bought that with Davidson and Colin. With Pete and Davidson Don- and oh, Colin right. Jost. He, he, Paul was the main driver of that deal. He bought it. They're going to turn it into a floating comedy club. But they all, he also owns the stand. And Paul's been hitting me up to come back and do another show. Now, the first one we did was back in, I think, June. And mm-hmm. Colin was co-host of the show in which we had, I forget who was on it, but very entertaining uh, people. It was Talia Shire, I believe. Talia Shire, who played... Adrian in The Godfather. She was on it. No, and yeah. and then we did a show in the fall after Colin was gone off to Australia and Brad Jaffe was my 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 co-pilot on that one. So the next one, when are you coming back, Colin? Uh sometime in March. All right. So we're going to do it in early April and I guess I got Death a match. I guess I got a decision to make. <laughs> Now, no, it's a live live death match between Brad and me. Yeah, totally. Hey, I'm thinking most people are probably going, "Hey, Dan, we got an idea. How about you fuck off and let those two go? At least they're no, talking. At least they're talking about drinking and not their you stalkers. Present us with, you present us with some sort of mystery that needs to be solved, Scooby Doo style, and me and Colin just go <laughs> off onto the streets and figure it out. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, this guy has a, a luchador mask on his face or whatever it is. And we unmask him. And he's like, yeah, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs> no? so it worked itself. I like it. Colin, what's the rest of your day looking like in Australia? Buzzed? Uh, 
I'm going to watch some Olympics. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if you, if you've heard, but there's, um, there's still a, uh, pandemic going on. Uh, so in order to, yeah. Maybe uh, over there, but not here, dude. Have you been to Florida? Have you been to Florida lately? (laughs) Shit's going off down there, dude. Off. Uh, no, I'm just kind of hang out and try to relax. It's, uh. You know, we're in the home stretch of the shooting and there's a uh, uh, shooting the TV show and there's a lot of uh, work left to be done. So I'm just trying to have you, had, have you had to cry on the show? I have cried on the show. How, how do you make yourself? How do you make yourself cry? Uh, secrets, man. No, no. It's I, like, I want no, you to show you, us right now. All right. Uh, let, let me give you a scenario. Here we go. Just, I'll give you I'll give you a very sad scenario and see if we can you can cry. All right. Here we go. Sad scenario. You've just found out mm-hmm. that your good friend Dan is being stalked on the internet. <laughs> and this has triggered this has triggered a, an old memory from okay. when you were on MySpace. <laughs> Remember the dark days, MySpace. Some shit went I down on my I picking my song for my homepage. Are you kidding me? All right, here you go. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> dude how do you do it is it the gin it's the gin i'm not drinking gin i'm drinking uh tequila oh yeah i wasn't paying attention brad do you Paloma. have any do you have any questions for colin since you're the pro here on the interview celebrity I, interview i have a lot of questions for him i thought we were just going to go rapid fire right now okay. um and and i also uh Forgive me for that little notification that just came through, but that was actually from one of the booze writers that had been harassed. So, <laughs> giving you another suggestion of a person who it might be. <laughs> Dude, it's an ep- hey, it's an epidemic. I don't know if people out there understand what's happening. You know, you hear about it. Maybe we should start up a GoFundMe for us. Mm-hmm. I just I, the, the booze writers legal defense fund. We might need this, man. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I would. They're just coming for us. For BWLDF for short. Yeah, they're coming for us. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, w- I just wanted to know if you're you're having a good time there with the holy shitty. It's called the holy shitty rye, I believe. Um, but you know, you have some time to to, to grab that, and then uh, yeah, we got the Coriolis effect. That was really important. I think we touched yep. on all the the important things. Yeah, we talked about the cassowaries, the kangaroos, uh, crocodiles, which I've not seen, luckily. Um, yeah, that's more in the top end. How far are you from the ocean? Oh. That- quarter of a mile speaking of the ocean by the way let's talk about the fact that a lot of americans don't know and you probably know living down there now that at one point not in too long ago probably the 60s 70s i think maybe even late 70s the prime minister of the country went swimming in the ocean disappeared never came back and that was an unsolved mystery that still exists to this day i had no idea that happened but it's kind of not surprising look i mean (laughs) There's like I said, like I was saying before, like everybody's sort of nonchalant about everything that can like potentially harm you down here. And it's not because they're I mean, they are kind of badass, but it's mostly just because they just live with it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, you stay away from that snake or like it's not a big deal to go in the bush like and and take a hike. You just have to stomp your feet so the snakes stay away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, these are things that I should you, it, there should be like a, a list of everything that you should not do when you come down here. 
I, I found myself, especially when we were up north in, in Mission Beach in far north Queensland, just taking pictures of strange things and sending them to the Australians on in the cast and crew being like, is this going to kill me? <laughs> There's got to be an app for that. You know, it's like <laughs> you something and it's like, will this kill me? <laughs> the reason I asked about the ocean is, would you go swimming like far out in the ocean in Australia? I mean, probably not just because I'm not that strong of a swimmer, but I have been inside the water. You're not afraid um, of, I'm afraid. I feel like there's just too many great white sharks there. No, I mean, the sharks, they're, they're not. I mean, it is a little disconcerting to see the sign on the beach that says drones are in the air watching for sharks. You're like, oh, that means there's sharks around. But you know, they're not that big of a deal. What you really have to worry about are the jellyfish, but that's mostly up north. The jellyfish, they're they're deadly jellyfish. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The box like, box something, blue, blue ring or something. Well there's 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 blue yeah. bottle jellyfish, blue which bottle. we call Japanese man of war. They're the really like long ones. Um but apparently they have to like really wrap around you to kill you. And if you stay still, they'll just swim right by you. But then there's the, there's ones called, uh, irigangi, which are so small. You can't see them in the water, but when they sting you, they have like the, the, the toxin that they have in your body makes you, it's like a neurotoxin and makes you think that you're dying because the pain is so incredible. And so it sends you you to die. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I had a hangover a couple weeks ago. I think one of those jellyfish might have stung me because I felt that way when I woke up. I was like, I'm dying here. And, and it is, um, just in case, Colin, I know you, you seem like a student of history. It's Harold Holt on December 17th, 1967, while he was prime minister, was swimming in Port Sea, Victoria. Never seen again. That is incredible. Yeah. It's not really that long ago. That's something that no. could happen more in the 1800s. This is the modern era. The leader of a major nation goes yeah. for a swim, disappears. And they never find his body. And, and, and to Colin's point, like everybody's just like, oh, yeah, you know, he went swimming. So let's just get a new, new prime minister. You know? <laughs> Man, shouldn't have gone out. <laughs> you know, he was asking for hey, it. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Harold, do you want to take over? <laughs> Clearly asking for it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure what this show is about, but it really, it was you know what it was about. It was about catching up with Colin Donnell in in Australia yeah, because I, I the, the fans, the legions of WWD fans, have been hitting me up, and they're like, "Where is Colin? Where is Where's he? that guy? He's Damn. been he's been a day forward and literally around the world it still kind of blows my mind sometimes especially trying to talk to people back home in new york i'm like all right i I have a good like four hour window where we can have a you know reasonable conversation before you're too tired and i'm like needing to go to breakfast yeah well he (laughs) it's weird the one thing i will say about having brad on is we're getting in a lot more trouble with brad than with you colin because you're you're like a genuinely nice guy and Brad and I, Brad and I have had some problems already. Didn't you and I do the? We did the whiskey. I won't say the brand. And, and I called out a, a bad pitch that I got from a whiskey brand, and it, boy, that became a thing. Another, oh no! We learned another lesson. Oh, you're supposed to be the person that reels them in, and I don't reel them in. I push them further out. 
Um, but I would say that <laughs> he's like, go for a, it. Yeah. And then this brand got all upset because I, I read the horrible pitch that they sent me for their, for their, <laughs> no. for their horrible fucking brand. And then the publicist reached out and was like, the poor, the poor kid who wrote the release was probably, and then I felt bad. I genuinely felt bad. He did. Because ESPN, the brand, I think that kid's probably been fired. <laughs> oh, and I was like, what are you doing listening to my show? Don't, don't listen. And, yeah, and you know. know what? This person's going to go on to be a freaking troll. Yeah. And it's going to go on to stalk you and call you nonstop. So this is, you know, you're responsible for the, for all of your own decisions. And I would say if there was a theme for today's show, it's 1A and 1B. 1A is cassowaries are freaking like terrifying. Okay. Stay away. Beautiful, but stay away. 1A and 1B, don't feed the trolls. Don't feed the trolls, Dan. Don't feed the cassowaries. Don't feed the trolls. You know what, Brad? You know what? You know, it, this is my show. This is my show. I will not be afraid. I'm going to say, you know who the person was trolling me? His name is... Oh, God. <laughs> and you know what? No one's going to beat me either on that. I said it. Now, his name's out there. Again, I'll say it again. His name is... Colin, how's Colin, Colin's very upset. Right? Colin's, Colin's turning like 20 shit. I just said it. And no one's going to, you know, you, you won't rein me in. Sorry. <clears throat> Colin, how's your uh, how's My ex. Oh, it's terrible. I don't even try because it's all Australians around me. And I feel like I'm just going to offend everybody when I try. That's the thing that I love about Australians. It's so difficult to offend them. That is the real joy of Australian <laughs> people. If you've offended an Australian, like you deserve some sort of medal or accolade, you know, because that I've never seen it done. I've never seen an Australian get offended. It's a it's a pretty jovial country, I will mm-hmm. say. They're 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 very like, you know, just kind of meh. They're like, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, mate. Just to, to tie things together here for Colin and for you, Dan, you know, that other writer uh, who had been messaged, I'm going to give him credit here. His and you know what his name is? You remain unnamed. But he gave me a fun little exercise. Maybe it was him or maybe I was just with him one time when we found this out. But if you say the phrase like, you know, you're t- uh, turning up the lights in your room, you'd say like, rise up lights. Think of that phrase, rise up lights. Okay. Say that, Dan. Rise up lights. So you've just said razor blades with an Australian accent. Rise up lights. Oh, okay. All right. That's pretty okay. great. That's pretty good. Rise up lights. <laughs> I don't know why that fucking tickles me every time, but it's just amazing. Because you unintentionally sound like really Australian right now. Well, listen, this has been more fun <laughs> Colin's like, I'm never coming back on. <laughs> our former our former East Coast co-host, Colin Donnell, now is retired. You're retiring now? You hanging it up? No, I'm, I'm not retiring. Not. I'm just I'm I'm temporarily taking up the mantle of international correspondent reporting from Australia. Co-host. By the way, the, the show art says uh, Colin Donnell reporting from Australia. Nothing about Australia in this whole fucking thing, but <laughs> But I did exact revenge on my stalker. So that's what matters. No, 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 no. We, we learned, as we said, we learned so much about this cassowary. One other thing I'd like to point out, Colin, apparently they laid bright green eggs. Yeah, I had heard that. They're amazing. I'll tell you. And here's, here's another f- little fun fact. <laughs> the, 
dads. Wait, is this the bird? The babies... Are we talking about the bird again? Yeah, the bird. Yeah, we're back to the bird. Back to the bird. We're back in the bird. All right. When the when the when the babies hatch, they come out, and the dad looks after them the entire time. The dad raises the chicks from birth all the way up. No way. My dad looked after the chicks too, and we were, but it was different. It's a different thing. <laughs> That's why they got divorced when I was two. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And no, you were saying. A turn. Let's go to aviary. Back to the aviary portion of the show. Go ahead. No, no, no. no, no birds. Let's. Well, now you, now I want an aviary cocktail. Or want to go to the Aviary Cocktail Bar in Chicago? Great spot. Yes. Here's the thing, man. It's that two months away. In two awesome. months, we will all be together in New York. I'm making that promise right now. I'm going to make that show happen. Okay. Just got to get one. We got to get somebody really famous on. I mean, you're famous, but we need really. Maybe Colin Jost will do it. Uh yeah. You need somebody way more famous than me. Would you rather I'm, have Colin Jost or Pete Davidson? Pete might not show up. We might Pete Davidson him. was on my most recent flight back from L.A. to New York. If you take that flight, as, as Colin probably knows, like as you probably know, Dan, if you're taking that flight and it's not the red eye, there's like a 70% chance that you're going to have at least D-list level celebrity in that uh, Delta One cabin. little plug there for yeah. Delta. But if you're in that business class cabin. And this time it was Pete Davidson, which crazy enough that like – his new girlfriend can't put him on the PJ. Like I thought that that would really surprise me. But okay, I'm going to blow up Pete Davidson's spot here because he did something that you really only expect out of very amateur travelers. Okay, we landed at JFK. Okay, and and we're still on the taxiing runway, the active runway. Everybody knows you stay in your seat. Dude gets up and goes into the bathroom. I look at him like, dude, like have you never been on a plane before? And we know like he has some sort of digest. I think he has like Crohn's disease or something. I'm not trying to throw shade on that. So when he has to go to the bathroom, he probably really has to go to the bathroom. But he stayed there for like 20 minutes. And by the time that he was ready to open the door, everybody was lined up in the aisle to get out. And he, there's no way he could push his way through. So he just opens up the bathroom door right in front of my face and looks at me. And he's like, oh, boy. And that was, <laughs> wow. that was the Pete Davidson story. Anyway, I want to thank uh... – Colin Donnell, our uh, our uh, chief Australian correspondent, at least for the next six weeks, and then will you resume your the mantle of chief uh, or east uh, east coast co host? Yeah, man. And Brad is our roving correspondent. Brad, would you like a different title, Brad? I'll give you whatever title we want to. Do you want to be head uh, roving correspondent? Wow. Oh my goodness! Am I getting all being master of time, space, and dimension? I'm just I'm I'm scared, Dan, that this is going to kick me up into a higher tax bracket. You know, it's tax season and all. So, oh, that's right. Um, well, I got I got I already got money pouring into the LLC as we speak. <laughs> Pay you guys off. Um, but by the way, I'm going to need that article in the Wall Street Journal that we talked about. Just you know, okay. you, know you know, you know the one we're talking. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know it. Yeah, that one. Just kidding, FTC. <laughs> About that, about that spicy gin from Australia. Remember the one you mentioned? Yeah. <laughs> that you happen to mention just randomly. Wink. Uh, all right, guys, plugging Colin Donnell, at Colin Donnell on the Instagram and the, you're not on Twitter though, are you? No, I am. I just, I, I honestly don't really do a lot anymore. Yeah. On anywhere. Brad is Journeys with Jaffe. Journeys. With underscores. Underscores, underscores with Journeys with Jaffe. 
And again, if you want to stalk the guy that was coming at me, his name is... I got him. And I'm at the imbiber on... <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? CN? No. <laughs> I'm stopping the recording. This is the end of the show. I'm stopping recording. But you guys stay on. We'll keep drinking. Stay thirsty, my friends.